Welcome to Brews Next, the That Wrestling Podcast Extra. This is the debut episode. I am Jason Marchuka, and uh, with me today is the co-founder, brewmaster, and head brewer, Reagan Long from Local Brewing Co. in San Francisco, California. Uh, the reason Reagan's here is because earlier this year, they put out a beer that, I'm just going to say it, is absolutely <laughs> perfect. Reagan, how are you today? Thank you for doing this. No, I'm well. Thank you so much for having me on. This is super exciting. So before we get to the beer itself, um, you have a degree in physics and oceanography. How did you end up getting into to being a brewmaster? You know, um, I, I am originally from Oregon. I moved down here to San Francisco about 25 years ago uh, for school. Um, but being from Oregon, you just kind of like are, you grow up with the craft beer culture. Um, and so love beer, also love blending art, creativity, and science. So um, took a lot of my science background and started homebrewing and uh, got into that and uh, just always had that as a side hobby um, throughout my career as an oceanographer and, and then in business after that and uh, just decided I was going to do a, a small brewery here in downtown San Francisco. There wasn't really this kind of concept, um, which is a, a relatively speaking, you know, 10 barrel brewery. We get to experiment, do fun beers like this. Uh, we opened it up about six years ago and uh it's been fun. I mean, this last year has been pretty terrible, but outside of that, it's been, it's been a blast. And, and even with the COVID sort of thing, we were able to get our beers out to more places um, and cans. So that's, that's actually how you found this, I think. So uh, normally yes. we just distribute in, in San Francisco, but uh, this last year we, we were actually doing a broader distribu distribution throughout California. What is the Cybel Institute of Technology World Brewing Academy? Yeah, it's just one of the many, there's many institutes where you can get a, a brewing uh, certificate or get some education in brewing. And that happens to be one of uh, the most more respected ones, for sure. And um, they, they, they actually, they're really accommodating you, you can actually do uh, physical courses, you can go to Germany, you can do online courses. Um, so it's, it's a great uh, resource if you want to get more background in, in the actual technical back, uh, technical details of brewing. Before you uh, started home brewing, were you a big beer drinker? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't. I, I didn't drink all of the beer that I brewed. I, it, part of the fun about home brewing is you get to share the beer and get feedback from people. So that was a really fun fun part of it. But yeah, absolutely. I love love trying new beers and craft beers for sure. What was your beer of choice? You know, I think um, the, the, I say my gateway craft beer is Deschutes Brewing, uh, their Black Butte Porter. Um, and I, you know, they're up in Bend, Oregon. Uh, that's generally where I'm from. So I had a lot of their beers, but uh, that's probably my, my gateway beer. I used to love really drinking that. And then I started basically trying to brew it, brew that style specifically. Um, and uh, that's kind of, kind of how I got wrapped into it. So and I guess, you know, from then to now, it's kind of one of those things where it's do what you love and you never work a day in your life kind of thing, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot different. I mean, I used to work in more of a business background. Um, so sitting at a desk, typing away at computers or doing oceanography and, and getting around, this is definitely more physical. Um, right now, I'm actually the only head, uh, the only brewer here, not just the head brewer, um, just because we had to scale down. Um, but we're ramping back up. Um, so it's very physical. Um, love it. Um, get a lot of exercise, but then I burn off all the beer calories. So it's a win-win. So, 
Let's talk about the brewery. I believe the website said 2010, uh, Local Brewing Co. became a reality. Yeah, that's when we uh, established our brand. Um, but at that, that point, we uh, were just kind of like gypsy brewing, which is like going to other breweries, um, scaling up our recipe at those breweries, just kind of testing out um, our, our overall different styles of beer that we were doing. So we did that at a couple of different breweries here in San Francisco, brewed at those spots. So that in 2010, we created Local Brewing Co. And um, brewed a couple of different recipes, as I mentioned, throughout San Francisco. And then we opened our brick and mortar in 2015 here. So that I, the place that I'm sitting in now is, uh, was open in 2015. You have brewing classes so that if people want to get into it, like they can go to a pro and not like kind of half-ass it. And is that something because of, you know, you kind of got the bug early or did you think, well, if I'm doing this, I bet there's a lot of other people. Yeah, I mean, we do it obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but we do it a little less now just because of the COVID well, thing. Um, but before we did, um, we would do workshops. Um, and I think a lot of that came from, um, that was like our start. Um, you know, it was when I was starting to try to open the brewery, um, it was really difficult. You can't just give away beer or sell beer, it's illegal. Um, so we would do how to homebrew workshops. So that way we could actually get feedback on our homebrew and our beer and our recipes. And we would teach people how to brew uh, at the same time, like how to homebrew. A lot of people wanted to get into it. And so um, basically between 2010, 2015, uh, we would do a lot of those how to homebrew workshops um, as we were building our brand and trying to get our name out there. And so then when once we opened, we carried that into into our space and we did workshops and, and, you know, more educational things around. I mean, cause I also used to teach oceanography. So I love, you know, kind of the teaching thing and like having people sort of learn something and, and take something away from um, their beer drinking experience. So things like, you know, we taught people, uh, you know, the differences between nitrogen beers and, and, you know, carbon dioxide and the impacts on those and all that sort of stuff. So, and like wet hop beers, what are those and what does double dry hop mean? So, and now, right now, actually, during COVID, we started doing um, on our Instagram, we do these IGTV, it's like behind local beer episodes, and they're about five to 10 minutes. And they're a little bit of background on each of the beers that we brew um, and release because we couldn't, like here, we, we are able to talk to people, but um, the whole last year, last, you know, 16 months or, or whatever, you know, people like you would get this beer and you wouldn't really have any information on it. But now, we actually do these little episodes on Instagram, which kind of give people a little bit of background and context about the beer that they're drinking. So what was the first beer that you put out uh, when you opened the brick and mortar? Uh, it's the Blux and Black Lager. So we are, uh, our address here is 69 Bluxom Street in San Francisco. And uh, so it's a, it's a really small street, two blocks long. Um, and the first beer that we brewed here was uh, called Blux and Black. It's a black lager. Uh, it's now a flagship. Actually, the very first brew that we brewed here uh, in this brew house was Blux and Black. And then we submitted it to the California State Competition and it won a medal. So the first beer that we brewed here uh, medaled in the California State Competition, which was pretty cool. And now we it's definitely our regulars, our neighbors love that beer. It's always on here. Um, it's definitely unique. You know, you don't see black lagers too often, uh, but we always have one here. So our first brew is now always on tap here. You guys do like food, like, like bar food, right? Yeah, we do. We have a kitchen here. It's, it's kind of different than what normal people or what people expect from a normal like brew pub. We don't do like burgers and fries and shit. We do more like sausages, you know, made to order sandwiches, um, you know, pizzettas, stuff like that. That's a little bit more approachable, not pretentious. It's not a big giant, like greasy meal. It's more of just like, you know, something that's really going to complement the beer that you're drinking as well. 
And are you one of the breweries that has like giant Jenga and cornhole boards and all that stuff too? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, you know, uh, we don't get those out too often um, because we're in San Francisco. So our outdoor space is, is somewhat limited. Uh, right now it's just seating and all that. But, um, yeah. but yeah, we've got the cornhole, um, but it's really, you know, San Francisco is kind of a unique place. Uh, it's a, the space is, is tight. Like our brewery, I have everything really crammed in super, super tight because space is uh, expensive and hard to find here. So um, our outdoor spaces right now will eventually have cornhole back and like the giant Jenga and the giant connect four and all that, but I uh, haven't had it up in a while. So, and, and that's what I think makes breweries different, obviously from regular bars. I mean, you go to a bar, you sit at the bar, you put $10 in the jukebox, you play darts, bubble hockey. If that is still a thing in some bars, I grew up, <laughs> uh, I grew up on the East coast, uh, little town. No one's ever heard of in, in Pennsylvania. And like, we would go sit at the, at the local tavern, which was literally called just a tavern. That was the name of the bar nice. still there to this day, had a bubble hockey, had a, a jukebox. And that was kind of the, the, the end thing. So I love breweries now that they're going outside the box a little uh, with the, the physical games and get people out of their chairs doing stuff. And that's cool that you guys do it. And, I, and I'm looking forward to uh, me making the road trip up to see it live and uh, get to maybe play some of those games and drink some of those beers and stuff. But the reason we are here, this is a wrestling podcast and the beer is the Mr. Perfect Hazy IPA. Now, um, I had found this last year online and I reached out, but unfortunately, by the time I found out, it was sold out. Um, I stayed tracking the brewery for like a year, not in a stalker's way, uh, but I just <laughs> constantly checked in, and then I sent a message, and uh, I, I, you would said, hey, it's, it's coming soon. And yeah. as soon as I saw that available for purchase on the website, I'm like, click, click. I bought a couple four-packs, and uh, it is, uh, not to be corny, it is a perfect IPA. It's a hazy IPA, double dry hopped, hazy IPA, 6.7 ABV. And uh, what's the story behind this beer? Yeah, sure. Um, I personally love this beer for a lot of reasons. Um, I grew up in the era of, of, you know, Mr. Perfect, you know, Ric Flair, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage. And I, I love that shit as a kid. And I actually have the shirt. Um, and I know it's amazing. And so I, I wore it on canning day all the time. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, we had to, you know, we have to make so many beers all the time. And, and I will say that reason why things sell out really quickly is because we're small, relatively speaking, small brewery, every batch of beer that we do, is just 20 kegs. So it's not very much. And so the, the beers that we're, uh, canning, maybe there's 50 cases that go out there. Um, so there isn't that much of them. Um, so you really definitely have to get them. And the idea is that you consume them fresh. I mean, especially these hazy IPAs, you want to have them fresh. Um, but yeah, the, the idea behind this guy is that, you know, I just loved, I grew up with um, wrestlers uh, watching wrestling and um, I had this shirt and I actually was just like in a pinch. I was like, I want to do this hazy IPA. Um, there's Nelson Sauvin hops in there, which are from New Zealand. They're, it's a really sought after kind of like sexy hop, um, that the, the Hayes bros look for. Um, and then there's Hallertau Blanc, which is a, um, a German hop that kind of throws a little bit of like similar, uh, flavor profile as Nelson, but maybe a little bit more like white grapey. Um, and so I, that hop combo is just really great. And, um, so I just, 
like was wearing this shirt. I was like, you know what? I think I should just do a Mr. Perfect beer. And, <laughs> and so I actually designed the can label off of the t-shirt and um, yeah. And it's like, you know, one of his quotes is I am what I am. And I say, I'm absolutely perfect. And so I put that on there and then on the bottom of the can, I don't know if um, you can see it, but I always stamp something fun on there. You, you got it. Can you read it? It looks like it says perfect plex. Perfect Plex. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> I, I, mine isn't stamped, but yeah, it's that, that's one of his, um, the finishing moves. Of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, just love doing little, little stuff like that, but yeah, so we released this beer. It's now like kind of a spring regular, uh, hazy IPA that we do. Um, and I, every time I release it now, I get, you know, comments of like, where can I find this? And it's actually just been really super cool to see this like subculture of like craft beer fans that are also into pro wrestling. Um, and that also recognize Mr. Perfect. Um, it's just been a super fun beer to make and then, and then interact with people. Um, yeah, it's fun. Pro wrestling and beer are the perfect tag team. Mm -hmm. So like. This, like I said, when I saw this, I lost my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get this. And what I really like about it, and I don't know if this was on purpose, but the colors of the label are the colors of his singlets that he used yeah. to wear in the WWF era. And I, it's such a minor thing, but like for me, I'm all about that like merchandise type stuff. And I'm like, this is pretty, pretty kick ass. But I have to ask, has there been any issues with the Henning family? about this no not yet um and it's very possible it will happen but um i did i think when i released this maybe so the first time i brewed it i think was two years ago um and i think um somebody tagged um yeah somebody in, in the henning family but no one said anything i'm actually a little bit more concerned about you know more like the wwe and wwf getting into in touch gotcha <laughs> but, okay uh, yeah, I mean, in the end, I'm, you know, we're super small. Um, this isn't going anywhere. Like, it's not getting national distribution. Um, it, it sells out super quick. So we'll see what happens. We might have to change the format. I mean, obviously, I'll probably take him off of the label at some point soon. But I think that the what we try to do is, uh, what I try to do with the label is just make it so that it's very similar to the overall look, but this isn't necessarily like exactly a copyright infringement of as mm. far as like design goes, it was literally something I made up. So, uh, but it was largely influenced by the shirt. So, um, but this isn't a WWF shirt. It's just a, a shirt that I got as a kid. So um, that was just kind of reprinted and yeah, it's a, uh, and I, it, it's, I, it's got this like eighties vibe with the black splatter and stuff like that, that I've just, so many people that are in my bandwidth era um, generation just are just like so drawn to it. So that's actually a really great compliment that it just kind of has that like eighties vibe. So. And is there any thoughts of a, you know, a future wrestling themed beer? I haven't, I haven't really been sort of inspired yet as much as I was with this particular, um, this particular one, but if there are suggestions out there, I'm more than happy to look into it. But uh, this one I was definitely super into. Like I had a really great idea as far as like the design, the flavor profile of the beer. I just think it all sort of goes together. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of how these beers come up. You just got to be inspired by something. And so if people have ideas, send them my way. I'm, I'm down, you know? And if, um, 
Well, we, we've teased you quite a bit about how awesome and perfect this beer really is, but <laughs> I'm going to let you break the bad news. Yeah, the bad news is it's sold out for this year for sure. I think I have the last keg on tap here, but it's just draft. All the cans have definitely sold out. I mean, you might be able to get to Did you get yours off Craft Shack? Or? I got these off of uh, your website. And oh, then right, um, right. now last year, and I was actually going to bring this up last year, I had originally seen it on craftbeerkings.com, the website. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask, obviously, this beer is sold out. Um, are your other beers on websites like craftbeerkings.com and, and others? They are. We just do really light distribution. So and, and largely uh, to places like Craft Shack and um, the Craft Beer Kings, um, those those entities get a, a few cases here or there, uh, but most of our stuff is really hyper-focused on distribution here in San Francisco. You can, if you're in California, you can order it from us directly like you did, and we can ship it to you within California. Um, the, the Craft Beer Kings and the Craft Shack, that's if you're from out of state, you'd have to go through one of those entities because we can't ship out of state. Um, but, um, but you can get any of our beers, um, directly from us. If you are in San Francisco, we ship to you. If you go to our website, localbrewingco.com or enjoylocalbeer.com, um, we can ship you cans. Cause we do, we do rotating hazies like this, like literally every three weeks. And they're always different. This just happens to be usually we'll re-release Mr. Perfect in March and April of, uh, every year. So if you want this beer specifically, like you did, I think you reached out. Uh, earlier this year and said, when is it coming out? And I think I told you it was April and, and you were, I, I think I got in touch with you and I said, Hey, it's up, it's ready to go. So nab it. Um, but yeah, so, and, and I do all the social media for the most part. So you're usually interacting with me directly. Um, so feel free to send a note if you're interested and want to know when it's, when it comes uh, live again, and I'm happy to let people know and, uh, and they can nab it up. Where can people find the brewery on social media? Yeah, so thank you. Good question. Uh, we're, our handle is at Local Brewing Co. And I'm at Local Beer Boss. So I have my personal and then the uh, business. Uh, but at Local Brewing Co. is where you get all the information on the new can releases. Um, we do a lot of really fun ones. We do another one uh, that I usually release around the same time as Mr. Perfect. It's called Big Mo. And it's a monster truck inspired beer. Mm. Um, so it's the same sort of vibe, um, kind of gritty, but different hops. And that's a hazy double IPA, so a little higher alcohol. That one also has a really big following as well because it's called Big Mo, and it's 100% mosaic hops. So if you're into craft beer, you know what mosaic hops are. Um, and that one is also one that people definitely sort of follow. And I usually release the Big Mo and Mr. Perfect together uh, in April of every year. So. Well, uh, Reagan Long from Local Brewing Co. in San Francisco, California. I want to thank you for being on the debut episode of Brews Next, a That Wrestling Podcast Extra. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Congratulations on the episodes. I'm excited to see what you guys uh, put out going forward. Thanks for listening. Follow That Wrestle Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it! <laughs>